You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 32 with Saima Ali, MD. Assalamu alaikum beautiful ladies. Today we have a guest with us. I am so excited to have Shazia Imam as a guest to teach us how to unleash our authentic selves. Shazia Imam is an award-winning speaker and host of the Top 12 podcast, Feminine and Fulfilled, also known as the Life Engineer. Shazia is a certified life coach and holds an industrial and systems engineering degree from VA Tech. She's an award-winning management consultant with over 20 years of experience in companies including Disneyland, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Accenture, and Booz Allen Hamilton. Her resume includes extensive experience in Fortune 500 companies. Her soul's work is to help women unleash their authentic selves and live purposefully. As a recurring people-pleasing perfectionist, Shazia knows all too well the empty feeling even when you seem to quote-unquote have it all. After experiencing her own life fall apart after losing her son and then husband, Shazia realized it was a divine push to begin living her real life. This blossomed into finding her soulmate, discovering her soft feminine power, and living her deep purpose. One which involved women unleashing their whole selves to feel fulfilled, happy, and whole. Shazia believes life is more fabulous that way. Please help me welcome Shazia. So I guess we'll start with the first question. So from engineering to life coach, how did that happen? It's it's so amazing, but how did you get to it? And I love the way you connect with the life engineering. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because it's something I never in a million years would have thought I would be doing. And I, you know, I was an engineer and I got an engineering degree at a time where there were not a lot of women getting engineering degrees. So I was already in a field where it was very different. And I was actually getting an engineering degree if I'm going to be completely honest because my dad wanted me to be a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they see South Asian dads. So yes. the expectation was to become a doctor and I was like, "Well, I can't even handle the sight of blood." So <laughs> that's not happening. And so I ended up going to Virginia Tech, which is a really great engineering school, and I was like, "Well, mm-hmm. I'll get an engineering degree because I love math and I love to organize." And it was a great fit, but what happened is that as I got older in my 20s, I graduated and I was working, I was feeling like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And I had people start telling me, "Why don't you be a life coach?" I was like, life coaches are weird. Because at that <laughs> time, it was like, life coaches were like, just like really weirdo. In my mind, I had this <laughs> assumption that they lived in like some woo-woo world and like were in fields spinning in skirts or something. And I'm an engineer <laughs> and really practical. And, you know, what ended up happening is that, you know, through a series of very difficult life events, and, you know, Saima, we've talked about this before, and I share this very openly on my podcast, after losing my son. and then my marriage falling apart i was really left to be on my own and i really believe that's when god said okay there's something more for you and 
it was really at that point that I said, well, let me look at life coaching. And I kind of just did it because I was like, well, what else have I got to lose? I mean, I really looked at it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I was in the training, I was like, why haven't I been doing this all my life? Because actually I have been doing this all my life. I just didn't know that that's what coaching was. And then that started this beautiful journey that I've been on. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, that was my similar, I had similar introduction to life coaching as well. I was also going through some tough time. And I was like, I didn't even know what life coaching was at the moment. It was about two years ago. And then a friend mentioned it. And I was like, let me just see what it is and see if it can help me. And that's how I came across life coaching as well. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's just really profound what can shift. Yes. Within ourselves and then to support others in that way too. Yes. And I've told you so many times before, I really love, love the way you teach it and the way you simplify the concept. It mm. They all just connect so well and they just make sense. And I'd love to hear like, what do you mean about unleashing your true authentic self and living purposely? What does that actually mean? Mm, You know, that's such a good question because we, as you know, I'm just going to talk about you and me and, you know, I'm going to make some assumptions here about people who are listening. I feel like as women, we are taught to do a lot of things, right? Like, and we do them well. We do well in school. We do family well. We do house well. I mean, even if we're kind of doubting ourselves, I mean, we're pretty good at it. Okay. Like we can figure it out, but that's not who we deeply are. And I find that especially for women who are really powerful inside, when you know that I'm special and I'm talented and I'm capable and I'm here for a reason and to make a difference, when we don't actually allow that part of ourselves to come out, it can feel very stifling. It can feel like the dissonance can feel very painful because there's a part of you that's like screaming that, but then there's another part of you that's like, no, I should be humble. And why am I thinking that? And I should be grateful. And all of these things that we tell ourselves to stay, if I'm going to be completely honest in mediocrity. Yeah. In mediocrity. And it's like, it's time to just like drop those pretenses and be who we are, when you are who you are authentically, those things you feel inside and you unleash that power, what is possible for you and the people around you is just like, it's endless. And I really believe on a very divine level that that is our purpose here too. Our purpose is to live our truest self because we were created and fashioned in such a way that we weren't meant to just be like bots on this earth, just doing external things. We were brought here to have an experience, to be our best self, to have the best in this life and the best in the next life. I think there's always a lot of thought about the next life and we were given this life too. So to just be powerful and to be authentic and to just be you is actually, in my belief, the greatest trust that you've been given. The greatest trust that God gave you is to be who he created you to be. Wow. Thank you. I don't think I've, I've had it 
put it that way before and it it it's beautiful that we have this life too and we have to live this life too and this life is a gift as well mm-hmm. that's very beautiful thank you and then as we were talking as you know my podcast is mainly concentrating on wealth helping people build financial freedom and gain money and I, you talk about money a lot as well and how to get there from emotional perspective and uh, you said you will be working on that in february mainly concentrating on wealth and financial independence tell us about it how do we get there Oh my gosh. Like I could talk about money all day. Okay. (laughs) I love talking about money. So when it comes to money, what I really like to focus on because I work with women Mm -hmm. is first of all, women get to be wealthy. I just want to say that. Yes. You, me, whoever's listening, like I'm telling you directly beautiful, like you get to be wealthy. (laughs) Okay, period. So let's just start there because sometimes that's the hardest thing. Again, we can get into this whole thing of, oh, well, I should be humble and I shouldn't want it. You're not being greedy by being wealthy. You, again, are taking a resource that is provided by our creator, this ability to do things. We do live in a world where money does talk, where money allows impact to happen. Philosophically, whether you agree or not, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, money affords us to do things for ourselves, our families, and the world in general. So the first thing is to, again, claim it. I I feel like the theme of today's conversation is like, (laughs) claim it. So when you can first claim it, it will give you the space to then look at money in a new way. So When it comes to money mindset, we can look at money in a number of different ways, but typically we have a number of narratives around money that are negative. For example, we grow up with money stories, you know, in my household, again, you know, my family's Indian. So everything was about how much does it cost? That's too expensive. You know, like don't waste (laughs) things. Like, I mean... It was just so focused on money being limited. Yes. It was so focused on how money is the driver of things and then it's limited and there's not enough. And like, that was just a money story I grew up with. And so everything was focused on how do you make money, but then just save it. And it's like, okay, but money's also, there's a flow, there's an energy to money exchange. And so as an adult, I really had to re- learn my story with money. Now, other people might have grown up in a household where the story about money is that it's very hard. Money doesn't grow on trees. Or it may have been villainized. Oh, the rich get richer. Oh, the elite. Like we use a lot of language around money that's really, money in and of itself is just a tool. It's just what we use to exchange Uh, for a product or a service. So the money stories is what gets to really shift. So first is claiming, okay, I get to be wealthy. And then the second piece is, what are the, the stories you have around money and shifting those? It's not actually, I mean, people listening might be thinking, oh, well, Shazia, tell me exactly how to invest or how to save or this or that. But here's the thing, if the money mindset isn't there, 
I mean, Saima, you know, because you're an expert in this, you can do all the quote unquote things, but if the money mindset underneath isn't strong and isn't ready for money in your life, you're going to encounter the same things over and over again, no matter how much money comes into your life. That's why they say lottery winners sometimes go bankrupt, many times go bankrupt because they don't know, they don't have the money story to support having wealth. So I look at wealth more in this energetic money mindset way. And of course, we can look at the numbers. I, I do that work with my clients as well. But I really do the work around the money mindset so that energetically you are ready to have this wealth in your life. Because wealth can be in all of our lives, but we have to be open to it. We will only have as much money in our life as number one that's meant for us, right? That's in yeah. our risk. Yeah. So we already know that. So that's one sense of trust. And what you actually believe is for you. And these stories can really perpetuate either having money or not having money because you could get the money, but spend it right away, you know, or an opportunity could come your way and you're saying no to it because you're only looking at it from your money story. So this February, I'm, I'm really focused on talking very openly about wealth. And I want to do a program where I want to bring in a small group of women and really talk about wealth and create wealth as a collective. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going, I, I'm not trying to like pull our money together. That's not what I'm saying. But energetically bringing women together, having very open conversations about money and numbers and being rich and being wealthy and all the things that are taboo to talk about and letting go of the taboo and then really having each individual see how can she become wealthy in her life? Because I know that the women who are listening, Saima, the only women who are going to listen to us are already good hearted, right? Like, yeah. I'm not worried about that. So let's take good hearted women. Let's take powerful leaders who want to make a difference. And wow, what could happen with money in their hands? I love it. And, and it's so funny how similar thoughts we all grew up with, like my parents saying money is evil, only greedy people want money. And I was not allowed to work actually in high school uh, to have a job because my parents thought that I would get taste of money and then I won't want to study more. I won't want to go to college or <laughs> mm -hmm. become a doctor because I'll be getting money and then I won't want to do other inspiring things in my life. And yes, it, and it does start with the mindset. Once we change the mindset, a whole new world opens up and most of it is emotional. Once, yes. we have, once we have our emotions set, then we can make so many changes in finance and relationships, everything else. I think mm -hmm. just the whole perspective changes. So I it love really it. It really does. And, you know, I've made it such a commitment in 2020 to really speak even more openly about money. And, you know, a great resource, Saima, for your listeners is I did a three-part series on finance on my podcast, mm -hmm. on Feminine and Fulfilled is the name of my podcast, and episodes 22, 24, and 26, I dive deep into mindset, and then I also dive deep into tactical things to do as well to 
pay off debt, and also increase wealth. So I always, anybody who's really interested in learning more about wealth, that's a great resource. Nice. And how is the February program set up? Is it also podcast or... My February program, I'm going to be looking to do a virtual live experience. So like a coaching program in person. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking to do a four week program Mm -hmm. where I bring in, I haven't, let's sign, I was going to say six people, but I could make Mm -hmm. it eight women um, that I want to bring in where we meet and we, I'm going to basically lead a group of women to work through the money mindset and get really clear on your numbers and just talk about wealth completely openly. And I want to do it in this group setting because I think we benefit a lot from each other as well. I mean, I can provide my leadership, but like Simon, like you, if you were in that program, I mean, you have a wealth of knowledge and just our personal experiences that we share can also be so powerful as well. So that's going to be a group live experience. Oh, of course. Wow. That's amazing. Will others have access to see what's happening or you have to join the group? And if somebody- You'd have to join. Okay. Yeah. And how, and how does one join? You could share that information too. Yeah. So the way to join would be to go to thelifeengineer.com slash money. And um, the page will be there for you if you want to sign up for the program. And what I can do is I could do a promo for your listener, Saima, if you're interested. And I could do, let's see, I haven't created it yet. I'm just going to do it on the fly (laughs) right now. Um, I could do a 20% off. Oh, nice. For your listeners as well. Sure. Thank you. That'll be awesome. Thank you. And... It can, um, I know this is a huge topic, but maybe we could talk about one or two roadblocks that we have when we try to acquire wealth. And I know we touched on a couple of them as mainly our mindset and what we grew up with, mm-hmm. but maybe one or two another examples of that. Of some money, like some money Ro- stories or money blocks. Right. Blocks that we put in, our, in front of us from acquiring wealth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many. You know, one of the ones I'll tell you, it's a big one and I hear it all the time. And when I hear it, I'm like, ah, now I just (laughs) say it back to the person out loud. (laughs) I can't help myself. But you know, one of the biggest roadblocks is when a person says, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And I hear this so often. I can't afford it. Sometimes before they've even heard like what the investment is. And I'm like, but you don't even know what it is, right? (laughs) So, or they might hear it and they might even start with the question before they even understand what something is. They'll be like, well, how much does it cost? I mean, that is like my parents say that all the time. And so if I ever hear myself saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it too. Like (laughs) where we first want to know the cost of something rather than What's the benefit it can bring us? So for example, as a coach, I do hear this a lot where people will reach out and they know coaching will really support them, but they've already made a decision of, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. They've made this decision that I'm not worthy of investing in myself because that's actually what you're saying. When you use the word can't afford it energetically, You're coming from what's called a scarcity mindset, and you're already believing that there isn't enough for you. And so energetically, you're cutting something off. Now, this isn't to say go spend money on everything, 
right? That would not be prudent. But the shift here is what choice are you making? So going back to the example of coaching with me, if somebody just says, I can't afford it, and they, but they really want it, but they're saying, well, I can't afford it, then that's when I get to work with them to see, okay, what's the choice underneath? Is this something that you really want, but you don't believe the money can come? Okay, well, that's one conversation. And let's talk about that. But maybe the other choice is, no, it's not a fit for me. And that's okay too. Then somebody can make a powerful choice to say, well, I choose, I'm, I'm choosing not to invest in this, right? So most times I know when I'm talking to women and they're so interested in coaching and they say, I can't afford it. When I really get into the coaching around the money, it's that they don't believe that they're worth it. They don't believe that it's actually that they can do it. So there's a lot of worthiness conversations that happen around money. And when you really start to dive deep and uncover those things, it's powerful. So one of the tips I would give is that whatever the product or service is, just strip saying, I can't afford it. Like just boop. It's like, just don't use that word anymore. Make it from a place of power of I choose. I choose this or I don't, I'm not choosing this right now. So that's, that's a really, that, that's one I hear all the time. Yes. All the negative self-talk. And I think the biggest expense that we have in life is the expense of inaction. If we don't take the step, if we don't do something, that's the biggest expense we may have. And when yes. I, yeah, and when I look at my life, like what's the most expensive decision I've made in my life? And for me, it was medical school. Mm. Of, co- of course, the money part is there. I was over 400K in debt after graduating, but the time commitment and being away from my family and uh, spending holidays away and working over 80 hours a week, that was a lot of investment and a lot of contribution. And uh, after graduation, all before I discovered coaching, all I could see was the big fat number over 400K in debt. And, mm-hmm. I was, and I was just so obsessed with it. I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. Why did I make this decision to go to medical school and acquire this a huge number of debt? I could have made other career choices. And then I started looking at it from a different perspective. What have I gained from this? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is the best investment that I made for myself now that I look back. And I'm, I'm glad that I had the resources that I was able to take out the loans and able to pay for it. And I was able to experience this beautiful experience, touch so many lives, meet beautiful people you know, young people, some of them suffering with diseases, but at the same time, being able to be part of their lives, that experience, I can never pay back. Like that has made me who I am today. Mm -hmm. And and now that I look back, I'm like, thank you. (laughs) After some coaching and all those experiences, I'm grateful that I had that experience and I was chosen and given that experience, even though it was one of the most expensive things that I've spent my time mm-hmm. and, my, and my money on. So it's, it's good to think about the different perspectives of where we're coming yeah. from. 
I mean, Simon, you're speaking to something so important where perspective is really key because the same number was there. And if you were just focused on the number, like you said, if you were just focused on that, it could have consumed you. But when you shifted your perspective and you're like, but look at what, what did I invest in? What was I capable of investing in? What is possible now? And, you know, like you shared that shift in perspective can change everything. That's the power of mindset that the exact same circumstance, exact same circumstance can now all of a sudden, instead of being like this heavy burden, like on our shoulders has turned into, oh my gosh, what a gift. Exactly. And it literally felt like a rock my whole debt. I would look at that number as a rock on my shoulders and how I'm going to lift that. And it just disappeared after I changed my perspective and my thoughts around it. So it's amazing. Thank you. And one last piece of advice that you would like to give all the amazing ladies out there, everybody out there. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so many things I want to say, of course. I mean, it's hard to like encapsulate everything, but one of the pieces of advice that has really been standing out for me recently is progress over perfection. So I say that because we can use it in all parts of our life, and that includes wealth building as well. So no matter where you may be, one of the things that can be very difficult to overcome is if we get into a place of perfection. So just thinking about the money story, you know, maybe somebody listens to this episode and they think, oh, I have too many money stories. How am I going to get past (laughs) all of it? And, you know, there might be this part of you that's like, I've got to get over everything before things can shift. And that's not true. It's about taking one step. It's about putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what that is. And the same is for wealth building. Even if you have, like you mentioned, Saima, $400,000 worth of debt, you can move past that. Mm -hmm. Even if you have a mountain of money problems, you can move past that. Even if you're at zero, but you want to build up for your retirement and investments and have properties, you can do that. All things are possible, but it will take progress, which is taking that step over perfection. And so I just say that because whatever that next step is for you, go for it. And each of us always knows what that is. And Likely, it's a step that you've been thinking about, but maybe you haven't taken because you've been telling yourself, I can't afford it, right? (laughs) Or it's too expensive. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm speaking to somebody right now who's like, oh my God, Shazia, you're talking to me. (laughs) So I am here to say that if that's what's coming up for you, then take that leap. That gets to be your progress over perfection. You won't know for sure. We will never know with certainty if something is the best thing. But Saima, I imagine you can agree with this too. Every investment I've ever made, every like leap of faith I've ever taken, it has really worked out beautifully. And we may not see it in the time. We may not see it right away. But months later, years later, we'll see how that had benefited us in so many different ways. So many. Absolutely. So go for it. You know, progress (laughs) over perfection. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out today. I really, really appreciate it. And again, I'm a huge, huge fan and I love listening to you. And thank (laughs) thank you.
And um, Sam, I have a special gift for your listeners. Ooh, tell us about it. Okay. So um, I actually have, it's related to wealth building, but in a very different way. So I have a calendar, it's called 30 Days of Pleasure. Mm. And the reason it's related to wealth building, even though you might be thinking Shazia, pleasure, wealth, I don't get it. When we introduce pleasure in our life, it also supports a money mindset shift because what we put out there, we attract. So I created this calendar called 30 Days of Pleasure. And what it is, is it's 30 days of things each day. I have a small tip for you to do. There's almost nothing that costs you even a penny. And most of the things on there won't take any extra time in your day either. So you can grab that at thelifeengineer.com slash pleasure. And that's a free gift for your listeners to have. And then that pleasure will open up more wealth too. It's all related. Thank you. I'm going to go get it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Saima. I really appreciate it. And I'm so excited about this platform that you've created for wealthy Muslim women. That's amazing. And I'm a huge fan and a huge support. This just, it gets to be. Thank you. Thank you so much.